introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have John from Redhead Trauma. You'll get to hear his music origin story, what he's been doing before Redhead Trauma. They have done a couple years going before COVID hit and the plans for after COVID. And we'll hear two songs that he has on Spotify, Morning After and Impulsivity, and the stories behind that. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin. It is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects. For the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Uh, this week we have John Wischel. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's close enough. Close enough, okay. I mean, he is in the group Redhead Trauma. Why don't you kind of give us a little history behind a Redhead Trauma? Yeah, uh, we were formed in uh, 2018. Uh, we put out two singles. And uh, we've been playing ever since. We've been, uh, we're kind of a hard rockish, uh, eclectic thing. We got some songs that are complete bluesy because, you know, we live in Wisconsin and you got to please the crowd sometimes. And then we have other songs that uh, I get to uh, scream in. So, you know, we try to try to keep it broad as possible there. Cool. Um, yeah. So, how many songs? I mean, on Spotify, I saw you had two songs. I mean, one was a, and, then the repeat, which was the radio edit, is that all the songs that you guys have out right now, or is that just what you have up online? We should have two different songs on there: "Impulsivity" and uh, "The Morning After." Right, morning and then after. we have like a full set list of originals that we do. Okay. But we're uh, those aren't uh, those aren't as developed as the other ones, so we're kind of you know still shaking them out live and seeing you know what's the best response for those and everything like that. Cool, very cool. And then let's kind of back up a little bit and um, let's kind of go with with your origin story. Where did you grow up? Grew up here in Green Bay. I was kicked out of band. So as a rebellion, I learned guitar. And then I also <laughs> learned to sing. Uh, sing as well. Oh, sing. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Why did you get kicked out of band? Um, I don't play well with others, in all honesty. <laughs> Okay. You would know that. <laughs> I'd be I'm the one dicking off in the corner. Gotcha. Gotcha. What uh yeah. what instrument were you were you playing in, in band? Um well I started with trumpet. Okay. And uh that didn't really go well for me. I mean I'm I'm not gonna say I was good at it. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Trumpet was not for me. Yeah. Especially at the time. Um I just do not have the um 
tenacity for band for one and then also i just don't have the patience for trumpet and also i learned i'm not very good with uh, uh air instruments besides my voice oh okay yeah it's, it's, you know you got to find something that fits you and obviously it sounds like you did with the guitar and singing so you found you found it for yourself which is good is there any other instruments that you play besides um singing and guitar or is that basically what you're focusing on oh uh, well that's m- mostly what i focus on i do play you know bass and things because it's a uh, pretty inst- uh it's pretty much the same instrumental basis they're gonna chew me out in the comments for that one <laughs> um but uh then i also you know i i do use the piano for writing purposes but i cannot play piano to save my life yeah i am fortunately left-handed so uh, i keep wanting to do leads with that hand as opposed to the right hand i'm a left-hander as well so i understand exactly what you're talking about but yeah you know to, to each their own. I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, left-hand piano players that use that, like, for, like, walking bass and kind of stuff like that, too, and just playing, you know, open chords mm-hmm. with, with their right hand. So, you know, whatever works yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. I just, no, I just don't have the patience for that either, oh. unfortunately. <laughs> Doing two things at once was never my forte. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's kind of move on then. Um kind of like the path to the present is what I kind of call it. So kind of like give us an idea what you were doing before you created Redhead Trauma and then, you know, like what kind of like your first band, unless that really is your first band, and then kind of give us the the path to where you are now. Yeah, so uh, pre-Redhead Trauma, I was actually in a few different like kind of punkish bands and um, one of them was Tanzmania over in Green Bay. And I had a lot of fun with them, but, you know, it just didn't really work out. Um, writing music with uh, punk music wasn't really my thing. Um, you know, it's a great genre and everything, but it's just not for me. Okay. It's a little, it's a little straightforward for my liking. Um, and then a buddy came to me who was in a band while I was in Tanzania, and he goes, hey, you know, I just got kicked out, and uh, we should try and do something. So then we posted a paper ad at the local coffee shop and we somehow found a drummer called serendipity or whatever. Yeah. And uh, ever since then we've been jamming and messing shit up ever since, you know? Cool. Very cool. So, um, you said you guys created this group in 2018. Did I hear that correctly? 2018. 2018. Okay. So a couple years before, um, COVID hit. So kind of give us an idea of how you kind of, um, did you play any gigs before COVID hit with this group? Oh yeah, no, we played a we had played a lot of gigs. We were in Battle of the Bands um, for a little bit, and then uh, we actually toured with a local group over here called Vipers Drag. Uh, did some Milwaukee gigs. Uh, played in Manitowoc, which is probably one of the most fun gigs. Somehow, people really in those smaller towns really love it. Um, and then uh, we had like a mini tour kind of lined up uh, throughout like the northeast wisconsin uh just before covid hit and then all that got canceled oh right right um kind of give us an idea here how you um promoted your your gigs before covid i mean i mean everybody obviously uses you know um social media but kind of give us a little bit more detail about how um your approach to getting your gigs promoted yeah i'm gonna be honest with you uh we suck at social media like period okay um I said I was some whiz at that. I would be lying. Uh, normally, what we try to do is we uh, would find you know one band that we sound similar to and see what they're up to, 
see if we could like kind of bandwagon with them a little bit. You know, you scratch your back, I scratch mine, and then we get our name out there and uh, hopefully, you know, promote ourselves that way. Um, but as for social media, you know, we just use Facebook and Instagram and barely do that as is, you know, especially with the pandemic and things. So you didn't do, you haven't like create like an electronic press kit or anything like that to get into like bigger venues when you were trying to uh, get bigger gigs or were you just trying to stay local? Uh, we were, well, <clears throat> we uh, didn't really feel um, like we have those two really good songs on Spotify and we didn't really want to throw ourselves out past the local scene just yet because we didn't feel like we were quite ready for it okay um, so you know we were just trying to do some local gigs and uh get an album out you know before we did that but then you know covid, COVID hit yep covid <laughs> dang covid um dang COVID. right um so when i was listening to um your ep demo whatever you really want to call it with you know two songs Sounds like it was recorded really well and produced really well. Kind of give us a, a story behind creating and getting those songs recorded. Yeah, we uh, we went to uh, Aaron over at White Raven uh, Studio. And where's and that located? Oh, it's in Appleton. Okay. He did a he did a phenomenal job on him. Like I couldn't be happier with him. Um, we pretty much came to him with like the the structure of it. Like this is what we want, and then he would be like, you know. Uh, Sometimes songs don't always go like this, and then you throw out some suggestions, and now we have what we have, and it sounds great. Uh, you know, that's I feel like that was uh, one of like the best producer moments ever. We tried walk, uh, we did a few, we went to a few other places, and uh, unfortunately, it just didn't quite work out. Um, so like when we found him, and he's like, you know, you got some good stuff here, but here's what you need to work on, and here's how to take it to the next level. And that's, you know, what we did with those singles. If you could kind of give the audience some more detail about what he was talking to you guys about to get that, get those songs to a higher level. Yeah. Uh, one thing he uh, kind of mentioned with us was um, he really brought in a lot of dynamics to it. Um, you know, like when you're listening to the song, it's not, if we would have recorded ourselves, it would have been a very, it would have been bass or verse, chorus pre-course you know etc um he really showed us how to make some dynamics and how to uh you know simple things like uh there's like a pause in there when the drums come in you know there's no guitar it's just like a drum fill and he really showed us how to like Im implement those things onto a song which really helped us wonderful excellent now most uh past guests or i shouldn't say most I should, all past guests have put um some of their songs on the podcast would you like to do that as well Oh, uh, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> the fact that I got the audio working on my end is a miracle in itself. <laughs> the first song, Spotify, for you guys is um, Morning After. Why don't, mm -hmm. you, why don't you kind of give us a story behind that? Yeah, so I woke up with a hangover one day, and uh, this is pretty much how I was feeling like the entire time. Like I had, I had shit to do and whatnot, and it just, just did not come together that day. So that's, that's the morning. Let me tell you where I'm at Coming at your call 
kind of talk about venues that you performed at. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, what were the main um, venues that you guys were playing at before COVID hit? Yeah, uh, well, we played at uh, Fat Fatheads, which is now Fatheads 2. Um, we haven't played at Fatheads 2 yet. And then uh, we also played at like uh, uh, Cold Stone in Appleton. Okay. Uh, and then there was uh, the Lyric Room in Green Bay as well. Uh, uh, there's some place in Milwaukee Brewers Cafe we play with like Bad Year and things like that. Um, so you know we don't really have a uh, a set place where we play. We like to really kind of try and gauge the audience and do it that way, as opposed to you know other statistical analysis as we could do. Gotcha. So basically, it sounds more like um, bars that you guys are kind of hitting. Um, what about summer outdoor festivals? Were you doing any of that yet? Uh, no, we haven't gotten to that point. Um, unfortunately, I think we were going to try and get on to a summer festival, but as you probably can guess, COVID. Right, exactly. But since um, you guys have been, well, I shouldn't say just you guys, but everybody's been kind of quarantined and kind of not going anywhere, have you been making plans to reach out to venues and other places when COVID starts getting to the point where we can do live music again? 
we would love to, but we kind of lost our drummer. So oh, uh, <laughs> you lost your drummer. Okay. Yeah, we, well, I mean, he's still alive. But, I, I, yeah. yeah. But no longer in the in the band. I, I no longer in the band. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the bassist and I were still writing and uh, still trying to find someone. So, you know, anyone in the Green Bay area, hit us up. Maybe someone who's listening will, will um maybe talk to you guys or something like that. Um, I know there are like Facebook groups out there that you know are emphasizing like the northern Wisconsin area. Maybe you could you know reach out to that, air to those like Facebook groups or something like that. I know you say you're not that you know, into social media or not that great with it, but maybe that might be the solution for you. Yeah. I'll try that. But since you did have some, um, local music, um, venues that you played at, why don't we kind of talk about the local scene attitude, get to talk about, um, the negatives and the positives of, uh, of the venues of the local scene, not the venue itself, but like the local scene itself. Um, why don't you kind of give us your, your perspective on the negative parts of the local scene? Sure. Yeah. Let's get negative out of the way here. Yeah. Well, in Green Bay, especially, there's a lot of cover bands. Unfortunately, people don't really want to take the risk and try and listen to new music. Um, so you have to like always compete with those cover bands and things like that. And you know, a lot of them are good, but it it just I just feel like that really hurts the scene. While there is a place for cover bands, I just I don't know about like local venues and things. You know, you should really try and support new things that are happening and hence why rock is dying um uh i think that's really the only oh the other negative thing is the genre um there's a lot of blues things like that if you're not in cover bands uh there's a lot of bluegrass around green bay and stuff uh, which is weird so it's a decently sized city you would think it would have uh you know (laughs) not bluegrass running around but it's big around here so you know cool that's Uh, why we have a blues right right but then let's flip the coin and kind of talk about the positives of the local scene what what were your what's your perspective on the the positivities of it yeah i mean bar owners are great they uh you know you come to them you say you have a gig or you want to play there you know most of them will be like well you have to do a three-hour set you can't fill a three-hour set you can get some other bands to help you out um you know they're just really open responsive and like when you're done with their show you know, they'll give you the congratulations, and if they had any qualms, they'll tell you, which yeah. is, you know, great, actually great for an artist. I know most people are like, why would you want that? But it's like, no, it's it's good criticism they get. They're like, hey, you should have, you know, maybe been a little closer to the mic at this point, or, uh, you know, maybe don't throw your shoe at the crowd, you know, just things <laughs> like that. Did you throw a shoe at the crowd at one time? You know, yeah, maybe. I don't, I can't, maybe I can't <laughs> talk about it. You don't feel like it. Okay, you plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the fifth on that one. Okay. <laughs> Over the the couple years that you were playing before COVID hit, did you see any red flags either from the vet or just trying to get gigs that you were just like, this just doesn't seem to be working out right, and something just doesn't feel right about this or that? Yeah, I mean, you're always gonna have things like that, unfortunately. Um, you, you got to power through them. Like uh, we. Prior to the singles, we had a hard time getting gigs because, you know, they didn't know us. So we would uh, we record things in like the basement sounded like shit. So, you know, it's probably a pretty decent investment in our money on that part. Yeah. But, you know, there's just got to figure out a way through those barriers. Yeah. You just have to, you know, try to keep your head straight when you're when you're trying to get things figured out. 
Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin. It is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. Do you um, did your gigs? Did you have a contract that you signed with the venues, or did you just do like a handshake and just on the honor system kind of thing to get paid? Yeah, I mean. Uh, so we were kind of some gigs, uh, we never really did a contract, but, um, you know, some gigs, we honestly just did it for the, for the clout, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Just trying to get our name out there. We're, like I said, we're pretty young, obviously being, yeah. you know, too into it. So we got to kind of pay our, pay our dues, I guess, for like a better words. Right. Cool. Now you have these two songs up here on Spotify. Um, and you said you have a lot more songs in the ready, correct? Yeah, or there, ready is a strong word, man. Okay. Ready is a strong word. <laughs> but you're working on songs for the next album. Yeah. Yeah. We have a full set list that we play. It's just, yeah, we just, yeah. We're, we're perfectionists. So we're going to take our time with it, especially since obviously we're not in too much of a rush yeah. right now with a drummer and stuff. So we'll probably take them back to the drawing board and see what we can do differently about them. Let's talk about the second song, Impulsivity. Why don't you kind of give us the history behind that one? Yeah, so uh, my friends told me that when I get a little uh, intoxicated, I turn into this uh, three-year-old child who uh, loses the frontal part of his brain and is all emotional. So uh, I kind of made a song about it, and uh, it, it got a little dark. <laughs> okay. But it's, just, it's a little heavier than what you would think from that joke I just made, but it's... Uh, that's basically what it's about, you know, just uh, kind of doing what you want, hedonism at its best.
So are you and, and the bass player still practicing and, and working on the songs weekly or are you just hit and miss? Um, we definitely try to do it every other week at minimum okay. uh, just to keep our skills up and everything like that and keep them fresh in our head. Um, I wouldn't say weekly. Um, we, I mean, we're, we're pretty good friends. So like we, we hang out, you know, almost weekly and, you know, shoot the shit and whatnot and, you know, normally there's instruments in our hands and whatnot, so we're always doing something on that regard. But we definitely do make an effort to rehearse and stuff once a once a, at least once twice a month, somewhere around there. Keep our skills sharp. Okay. And now that a lot of the vaccines are starting to be rolled out and people are getting getting those, it sounds like maybe by midsummer, late summer, a lot more live music options are going to be starting to come around. What are some of the th- places that you want to play over the next year? For the next year? Oh, man. I mean, obviously, like, Rockfest would be great, but I think that's already booked. Um, I don't know if they're even going to bring that back. Uh, but, you know, just things like that. Uh, also, we really would love to go back to some of those local places like Bad Heads and uh, Cold Cold Shot and stuff like that. Uh, Cold Shot was pr- is probably one of the funnest places to play because you're right eye level with everyone. You can run around and, you know... Okay. And have you and I keep saying your bass player, but what's his name? Dob. Dob. Okay. So are you two um thinking of once you find a drummer, you guys want to start touring out of state or are you gonna wanna just keep this a local band just for the fun of it? Well we definitely want to move past the local band thing. I think it'll take a little bit of time uh to, you know, get the drummer up to speed and things like that. Um probably within like a year to a year and a half we'll probably have the rest of everything fleshed out and you know depending on the drummer's abilities and where we're kind of at with writing and things like that we'll have to test all those waters right okay but your but the goal is to to bring this hopefully to more than just wisconsin trying to tour around the tri-state area yeah, and beyond yeah. okay excellent mm-hmm. now i know you talked about going to the recording studio to get those two songs done um which sound really really good um did i do i re- Remember you saying you have some kind of recording stuff at at home as well? I do, yeah, yeah, and um, 
I'm going to be honest with you, uh, you know, technology and me, we don't like each other most days. Okay. Um, they're more so, that's more so for me, like jotting ideas. Um, you know, it's, it helps me write out structures of songs and things like that. Um, maybe if I get better at it, we would probably just throw the rest of the songs on there, but uh, it would be kind of not a good idea to have those two really good songs and then uh, rest not so greatly produced by me. Gotcha, gotcha. Because my question was basically going to be going, you know, some musicians do home recordings or are connecting with recording studios as a track, but using social distance, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like you said, if it's not, you know, your forte, then yeah, it, just to do songwriting, just to get your ideas down so you don't forget them. It's definitely a, yep. an asset for sure. Work-life balance. Do you find that pre-COVID, did you have a hard time uh, balancing the band with, you know, your work and your personal life? Or do you find yourself not having that as a hindrance? Well, I mean, it's definitely kind of got to choose two out of the three, right? Um, I would, I didn't really have much of a personal life to begin with. So having a band was kind of my personal life. Okay. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely did lose a girlfriend or two because of the band. So you really got to keep that in check. You know, like, Hey, these are the days that we practice. I'm sorry, but these are, I'm, we're going to be gone a lot of weekends and, uh, you're going to, we're going to have to work around that. If you ever want to get in a relationship, it's yeah, tough. Right. I hear you. And then as we're winding this down, was there any gigs that made an impression on you? And if so, why did they make an impression on you? So there was one gig where we played with a local band who isn't, they're rock, but they're not us rock. They're uh, more softer rock. Okay. And I remember pretty much when we got on stage and played our first song, like the crowd was kind of like, what is this? This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I came here for. Yeah. So I felt after that gig, I was like, okay, guys, we need to, uh, you know, not stand out like a sore thumb because it's probably not going to end well for us. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any kind of impression like that definitely, you know, will make an impact for sure. And one of the last questions I ask is, what's on your playlist right now? Are there any artists that you're listening to, local or not local, that you feel is not getting the recognition that maybe should be getting the recognition? Uh, local, I got nothing. Sorry, but uh, definitely been listening to a lot of MF Doom because he passed away. That's that's okay. a rough one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else on your playlist right now? Oh yeah, no. Uh, every time I die, I got. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? I tried listening to the new uh, A Day to Remember album. That was a that was a fun experience. And, uh, you know, I was hoping for some uh, good old nostalgia boost there, and it did not happen, that's oh, for sure. Oh, ouch. Yeah. I don't know if you know of them or not. Um, no, I haven't. They, uh, so they, they were like a, like a, one of those scene bands back in the day. Okay. And uh, they were always, they had some like poppy, like it wasn't pop, but they had some good melodies that would remind you of pop. And then in this album, they just went like pretty hard to the pop side. Gotcha. So if gotcha. you wanted that nostalgia hit, you definitely didn't get it. Right, right, right. Pre-COVID, was there any bands that you always wanted to try to at least get, see one or two concerts of theirs every summer or so? Not particularly. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm a little bit of an introvert most days, so. so. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to be asked about the band? No, not really. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, where can they find or other places they can find your music? 
yeah i mean we uh we got apple music we're on the youtubes and obviously we, we have facebook okay. do we know how to work it no but we have it same with instagram <laughs> and uh twitter so okay. uh and it's all it's all uh redhead trauma so if you just look up those things uh you'll find us pretty easily okay i don't think i asked you this where did the name redhead trauma come from right so funny story me and the bassist both had exes at like different times mm-hmm. and they were both redheads so i think he wrote that down because you know redhead trauma because of your ex and uh, we were deciding between that and some reference to pollock the artist okay. and uh, we felt like uh, no one would understand the reference to pollock the artist so we went with redhead trauma because it's you know easier gotcha. right right gotcha <laughs> Well, John, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast and telling us about your band, Redhead Trauma. Looking forward to the songs that you hopefully will get finished within the next year and find a drummer. And we can hopefully see you out live when everybody's allowed to go out and see live music again. Yeah, man. Have a good one. See you. All right. Bye. There's another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. That was John with Redhead Trauma. Uh, the two songs in the episode was Morning After and Impulsivity. You can find that on Spotify and other streaming music services. On Fridays, we have started a new segment called Friday Music Showcase. If you're interested in having a song or two of yours showcased on Fridays, please send us an email at wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com. And in the email subject, please put in Friday Music Showcase. I'd like to thank Nate Wyckoff for creating the music for the Wisconsin Music Podcast and to Dean Bundy for our great voiceover in the beginning and intro. Thanks to Jacob at CW Hip Hop for syndicating our podcast every Monday at 4 p.m. at CWHipHop.com. Also, ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Have a great week, everybody, and tune in on Friday for the next Friday Music Showcase and next Monday for another full episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast.